This is Yonder. It's episode 13 of the Yonder Podcast. We get together every couple of weeks and talk about remote work, distributed companies, and all of the aspects and wording and vocabulary around that, and uh, different tricks and techniques for uh, making distributed teams that work. This week we're talking to Leia Nobler. Um, who is on the ops team, people ops team at Help Scout. Uh, she got on our radar because of her article um, about replacing weekly all-hands meetings with videos. That's up on the Help Scout website. And uh, we thought it was really cool. And she's got some cool ideas. And, and uh, so we invited her on the podcast to talk about that stuff. And we talk about... Building culture with Slack and onboarding and, and these videos and a whole bunch of other cool things. We're gearing up for this year's Yonder Conference. Uh, we're still nailing down the exact details and the exact dates. Looks like it's going to be in October. Looks like it's going to be in San Diego. Uh, if you are interested in attending, please visit yonder.io slash events for more information about the conference. And uh, there's the form there to request an invite and things like that. And as always, for up-to-date news, articles, podcasts, and the inside scoop from Yonder, subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on social media. You can find links to all those things at yonder.io. All right, let's get to our discussion with Leia Nobler. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the Yonder Podcast. Why, hello. Why, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Where are you talking to us from? Uh, today, I am sitting in my dining room in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm a big fan of Boston. I, I lived there for years, and uh, now I live in Rhode Island. So I like to think of it as a suburb of Boston. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's another state, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and tell us about Help Scout. Sure. Um, so our mission at Help Scout is to basically help companies have more human and more helpful interactions with their customers. Um, so we help support teams of all sizes um, in, in all industries better serve their customers uh, with our collaboration tools. So we offer a help desk. Uh, which is, you know, as easy to use as email, um, a product called Beacon, which is uh, more on-page support, and then also something called Docs, which is a place to keep your knowledge base to help, you know, your customers get self-service. So it's mostly product stuff. You're not doing customer support. Well, I guess you're doing customer support for <laughs> your own customers, but you're not, exactly. you're not providing that service for, for companies. Correct. You're providing the tools yeah, to do that. Yeah, it's just the tools. Exactly. And yep. um, and how, how big is the company in terms of people these days? We just hit our 59th person. Ah. Cool. And how long has the company been around? 
Um, funny enough, um, our six-year company anniversary was Monday. So six years. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, and and what's your position there? Um, I am part of the people ops team, um, and I do you know everything from recruiting and hiring to you know thinking about company culture and ways to you know build it and make it great. Yeah, culture. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's do. We should delve deep into that one on this podcast. Um, well, where should where should we start with all that? Um, uh, t- talk to me about um, Help Scout being. Do you call it a distributed company? Some people call it virtual, remote. What what what's the terminology that you prefer over there? At Help sure. Um, I'd say we identify as remote first. Um, we do have a small Boston headquarters, but I'd say at any given time, there's about, you know, five people in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, the majority of our folks are all over the world. So, you know, we say remote first. Um, and how, how did the company sort of evolve uh, in this remote first way? Um, yeah, so our three co-founders, um, Denny, Jared, and Nick, uh, started, you know, working together for years, trying to build things. And at various times, they were all apart, living in different cities. So it's sort of in their blood that they were working remotely together. Um, and then when they wanted to do Help Scout, you know, they all had different ideas of where they wanted to move next. And so to them, it just made sense from the beginning to be remote, um, which is interesting because their, you know, advisors warned against having co-founders all split up they thought oh you know you're never gonna you're never gonna build a strong culture that way and so they actually at first all three of them stayed in boston to sort of get things going um and have been here now you know for almost six years but the behind the curtain story is that uh two of the three of them are moving soon to different places so um i think they think now that our culture is going so strong that they don't all need to be you know holding hands in the office every day so uh so most people work from home or wherever you've got a, a small office and it's not much happening out of it. And exactly. W- and where are people? Are they all in the U S or s- multiple comp- countries? <laughs> uh, yeah, we have uh, people actually in 40 cities around the world. Um, so I think right now we're 34% international and actually the biggest chunk is in Europe. Um, we do have now, I believe three in Australia. Um, so yeah, we're, we're a little bit all over. Um, but the majority, the majority in the U.S. Uh huh. And uh, all all kinds of jobs are are spread out. Are there are there like specific roles that tend? I mean, I guess it's only five people in the office, but are there like specific roles that that are in the office together? Is it? Uh, I don't know what uh, receptionist <laughs> or uh, no. or <laughs> operational people. Sometimes operational people. For some reason, accounting people really like working together. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Well, I mean, I guess it just sort of happened, you know, it it wasn't a requirement, but the, you know, the people apps team is all Boston, but, Mm -hmm. you know, taking turns working from home certainly happens and, you know, moving isn't the table. Um, So I'd say that's, you know, of the, it's just, you know, three of us. Um, But I'd say, you know, there's really no option that has to be in Boston. And that's, you know, what we love about being remote. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you handle, um, hiring at the company? Where, where are you, 
posting jobs and how are you how are you finding your people spread out in these 40 cities across the country uh, across the world <laughs> yeah um we we love to post jobs on we work remotely uh-huh. um you know we uh sometimes you know we also do angel list sometimes stack overflow uh lately i've been really loving to work with um you know more affinity groups um and having jobs posted on higher tech ladies uh their sort of net newsletter as, as well as women who code um i know poc and tech is getting their job board i believe back up off the ground so just trying to find you know more targeted places to look for folks yeah and especially a more diverse audience of uh of people especially in in um Programming circles, you know, we had this at, at Lullabot, you know, it tends to be kind of, um, I'll just call it what it is, it tends to be mostly white men. <laughs> exactly. And and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, and, and it's difficult enough uh, uh, breaking out of that when you're a co-located company, you know, when when you've got an office and, and you can kind of reach out and try and increase the diversity of your company. Um, but it, it's sort of a different challenge when when you're um a distributed company um is that something that you've thought about so it's i mean it's interesting you say that i actually think we sort of have the upper hand because we are not limited to just hiring in boston we can hire you know the best talent anywhere mm-hmm. you know if we find someone who's great and they're you know in in prague great we can yep. make that work um so i think you know i think that helps us but certainly as you said you know for especially for our engineering and 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 design roles, when we open positions for that, there's, you know, no sh- no shortage of of white men that apply, and you know <laughs> that's that's great, but you know w- we value and prioritize diversity and inclusion at Help Scout, and so you know that's a lot of the reason why I'm trying to be more targeted with where we post our jobs as well as where I source folks from. Yeah, what's the what's the hiring process like? Are you uh, just having people send in resumes and are you sifting through those or do you have a, a different or unique process? Um, yeah. So, I mean, everyone, if they come across the job posting applies um, and then, you know, we have a several step process. Everything is done over video chat since, you know, that's largely how we work as a remote company. Sure. And so it's good to sort of mimic that in the process. And then, you know, so there are, Usually two conversations that happen, um, one with the hiring manager and then with another person on that team. And then we like, love to do um, a brief take-home project that sort of gives the candidate an idea of what they'd be working on, um, but also gives us a really good chance to assess their skill and you know see how they think, how they communicate. Um, and then based on that, you know, the whole process, looking at each interview stage and how they did on the project, you know, we decide who to move on to final interviews. And then it's one more video chat and then references and an offer. Hmm. Cool. Uh, For the people that you're hiring, have they worked remotely before? Are you uh, onboarding people who have not worked remotely? Um, Yeah, I'd say there's some of both. Uh, It's definitely awesome if someone's worked remotely before, but it's not a requirement by Mm -hmm. any means. Um, to be, you know, truth be told, Help Scout's my first remote job. Sure. Um, and I, I think I was able to make that transition, so I want to believe other people can too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there are definitely things you you look for. Um, 
you know, also actually there, there are things sometimes as just a tip for other people. Uh, we always ask in the application, why Help Scout? And if all someone says is they want to work remotely or they want to work from home, you know, to me, that's, that's great. I'm glad that's true for you, but that's usually like for me, a, a bit of a, a yellow flag or an orange flag sure. that they're not necessarily the, the right fit for this role. Yeah. 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 You're hiring for skills, not needs. Um, right. It, and it's like, also, you know, always, if it's why help scout, you got to be specific. Like, why do you want to work here? It's, right. I hope it's more than just the fact that we let you work wherever you'd what you would like to work. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised at the number of people that say that that kind of thing. You know, it's like, well, why why do you want to work here? Well, you know, I I just I I really like my new couch. Yes, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, huh? You know, how, how flattering to me yeah. that you, you love your couch. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I- so onboarding people that have not worked remotely, like, what's is there a I don't know how how have you found that to be uh, um uh it's certainly a, a lullabot like <laughs> over time we'd built up all of these different tools we were using for different things and we would just sort of barrage people with them for the first couple of weeks and and uh um acknowledge yeah. to them this is yeah overwhelming and, and it will be overwhelming <laughs> and, and we yes. really don't expect you to be very productive mm-hmm. for the first few weeks um yeah if you feel like you you're drowning then that's a good sign <laughs> right yeah exactly yep yeah yeah we would we uh, we always said to people we it's you know we're going to throw you in the deep end that's that's how mm-hmm. we referred to the first few weeks cuz um yeah yeah. Um, yeah, we've we've really, I think, improved our onboarding process a lot over time because I think it is so important in general just to, you know, make new folks feel welcome. But also when you, as you said, a remote company, you know, I think it has to go a level further. Um, what's nice that we've been doing is uh, for all new hires, we fly them out to our Boston office for a week. Okay. And so they do get some in-person time right away. Um, it is nice, you know, that for now our co-founders are here. They get to meet them. Um and it's, you know, just is a physical place to sort of kick off your Help Scout journey. And yep. But, you know, we're always thinking about ways that eventually if we don't have a Boston office or, you know, more folks plan to leave, what would we do then? So, you know, we haven't answered that question yet, but I think, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about that challenge too. I think remote work lends itself to being creative in all sorts of ways. Um, but so, you know, but for right now, they, they come for a week, get a little bit of FaceTime with everybody, um, you know, as you said, get like bombarded with stuff. Um, but we also try to make it manageable. You know, we on, give everyone a new work best friend, um, who's nice. someone who like checks in on them, make sure they're, you know, you can ask any of your questions to this person if maybe you feel a little shy yeah. asking, you know, someone else. Um, and then, you know, I, I think it's, you know, I, I do worry sometimes that after that first week when you're like around people and then you go back to where you are and you're by yourself, if, you know, if that transition is <laughs> maybe a Lonely. bit tricky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, that's where the rest of my job comes in and we're constantly thinking of ways to make sure everyone feels connected and engaged and not lonely. Right. Right. So are, uh, so the, it's the person's like first week is, is they come to Boston for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So on their first day, because c- c- the the flip side of that, I think I've mentioned on the on the podcast before, is sort of that like is the first day where you are sitting at the new IKEA desk that you set up in your guest room, and like <laughs> and feeling yeah. like, do I have a job? This feels like I'm sitting right. in a guest room. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. So it's nice to bring some mm-hmm. sense of uh, I don't know pomp and circumstance you know a, mm-hmm. a, fl- a flight to somewhere and a cab ride totally. to, to a hotel yeah, and, uh, yeah. no you know, it's those real. kinds of things it makes it feel that much more important i suppose yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, like i walked into an office for five days right and now that's that's enough <laughs> that's enough that's enough for that are, are there uh how, how else are you using in-person stuff um uh at help scout like do you have mm-hmm. retreats and what does that look like yeah so we have we do have company retreats. Um, I also plan those. So obviously they're amazing. Um, we do them twice a year, typically a fall and a spring, um, and it's you know a week where we come together uh, Monday through Friday at some place you know beautiful um, and relaxing. And we do a little bit of business. You know I, I like to think of it a little bit like a Help Scout pep rally uh, where we get everybody kind of excited and you know hear what's going on, what are the goals for, you know, the coming year. And then each team gets a little FaceTime to, you know, work together. Um, but then mostly it's just about, you know, seeing faces, hanging out, um, having those like spontaneous organic conversations that are best had in person. Um, and then, you know, I think it really just boosts everybody's morale. You know, I think we see a lot of pr- productivity spike after the retreats. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they're, we, we would never stop doing those. They're, they're really important. Um, so is it mostly organized stuff, mostly like talks that's happening there, or are you leaning more towards kind of uh, ad hoc? Yeah, um, a little, I'd, I'd say a little of both. Um, I definitely, I think it's important to have structure and plan you know, uh, we, how we start, you know, with, all, you know, an all hands meeting. Um, then we have some team time and that in the afternoon, um, what we started doing is organizing, um, deep dive talks. So, you know, like about a month before the retreat, I send out, you know, a, a Google form, um, and you can nominate anyone on the team to talk about anything. Uh, we just think it's a really fun way to, you know, get to know your teammates better and, you know, everyone at Help Scout has some, you know, side hustle or hobby or <laughs> thing they know about. And it's it's an awesome opportunity to share that. So people nominate each other, then we kind of vote. And then the top five, you know, obviously that they consent to participate. <laughs> um, but the top five get to then, you know, do a deep dive talk at the retreat. And it's it's been really fun. And, you know, as I said, it's nice to showcase people in a different way than, you know, everyone's used to seeing them. Um, yeah. So that those happen those happen throughout the retreat. It's it's a little bit of that team time, some all company stuff, and then we hear the deep dives, and then it's just you know free time activities, meals. So it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. I like that idea of um, we've done a similar kind of thing uh, at, at Lullabot over the years of sort of encouraging people to get up who are, you know, and, and talk who are not the company leaders exactly, you know, and it's a chance mm-hmm. for people to, I don't know, there's sort of a vulnerability aspect of it as, as well, you know, but, but also kind of, um, 
uh, it's a vulnerability that always ends in a, in a really supportive uh, culture. Kind of, you know, like everyone's into it, you know, whether it's a totally. talent show or people <laughs> getting up and doing uh, whatever kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's a certain silliness to it, but, but also it's mm-hmm. a chance. There, and there's always somebody who's like... I had no idea you were uh, an amateur astronomer and like know everything there is to know about, you know, the stars. Um, and, uh, you know, or people are just, people in general are more interesting than, uh, than, you know, <laughs> if you give them yeah. a chance to, to speak up, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I came across your article about, uh, using videos, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, uh, and you've got one of the, uh, actually a couple of, of, uh, videos on there. Um, and, uh, it's really cool. I, we should definitely talk about that, but, but particularly that I found it interesting, this idea again of like putting a spotlight on people at the company, um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of almost like celebritizing them, you know, kind of, yes. <laughs> um, interviewing them. And it's like, you're important, reminding people that they're important. And then I don't know that it becomes this sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I think you're important. And then they're like, oh, I feel important. <laughs> and then exactly. other people watch it and they, this person is important. Um, and I think it's a really nice way to build culture, um, in a company. Uh, yeah. You, you're giving away all the, the secret sauce. That's it. <laughs> I know your secrets. Tell me more about these videos and sort of how, how they came together and, uh, um, and, and tell me more of the secret sauce. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so yeah, the, so the first thing, especially from that post I talk about are, is our Monday morning video. So that's like a big, I'd say help scout sort of tradition, you know, a thing that happens now that everyone, you know, looks forward to. And I feel really proud of that since it's, you know, my face usually. Um, But uh, a long time ago, you know, there used to be a weekly all company meeting where everyone I think sat on zoom and kind of gave updates and Mm -hmm. it was a little boring and it took away time and also being a remote company everyone's in different time zones so like how do you actually make that work like there was just clearly more reasons to not do this than to do it but we still wanted everyone to know you know the news like what's happening where we're going whose birthday is it you know all that fun stuff so Um, before I was brought on, um, Becca, our people ops team lead, who's wonderful, uh, was doing, you know, I think they came up with the idea to just do a video. So she got her iPhone and would just kind of record stream of consciousness, like what the updates were, and then she'd share it. Um, and then, you know, she brought me on and said, by the way, you're going to start doing these. And I was ecstatic. You know, I think a lot of people would be like, oh God, but you know, this, this is where I admit that, you know, I've always kind of wished I was on the daily show or I'd love, I'd love to replace Ellen one day when she needs to retire, you know, Ellen get in eventually. touch with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> we never thought Oprah like, oh, would, okay. would, would shift out of there, but you know, or, or John Stewart would, you know, but it happens. Exactly. So I'm, I'm ready for the call just as a side note. Um, but yeah, so this was my chance. I, I got to have like a weekly video segment. Great. Like, let's see what we can do with this. And so, you know, they said, you know, do whatever you want. You have complete freedom. Uh, we trust you. And I said, all right, we're, we're going to see about this. But um, I just thought, like, what would make this fun? Like, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I admit I 
can be easily bored by things. So the challenge was like, what would I watch? And like, what is engaging and what's fun? And also like, what's going to make people happy? And, and also luckily, like Help Scout has mostly introverts on the team. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't guessed already, I'm one of four extroverts. So I think, I think that definitely helps. <laughs> um, I, but, you know, I think even a shy person would make a great Monday video. Um, so, so anyway, I'm getting, I'm digressing, but I was given, you know, full creative control and I sort of, you know, got to work and, and it's funny is that, you know, I've every now and then I watch, you know, the, my first early, my early work, (laughs) like a year and a half ago versus like where it's come now. And it's, it's, it is fun. It's fun to see, you know, how I've, how they've grown, like, and, and what they used to be versus now. And over time I've thought of like different recurring segments. And as you said, you know, I, I love to celebritize people on the team and you know I have like a segment called four questions with Leia where I interview someone on the team and I do zero prep for it everything is total improv and usually nonsense because I think it makes people kind of relaxed and not feel formal so it's four unprepared questions is that what you're saying yes wow all right like I I asked I asked Sunit um our our (laughs) chief growth officer when he was in town uh, a couple months ago, I asked him, you know, what does he think, you know, penguins are thinking about? That just was what <laughs> happened to be in my head that day. And, you know, and he went with it. He was nice. a sport. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. And then um, also lately, um, you know, I guess Jimmy Fallon, I think is the one who does like thank you cards. Someone was telling yeah. me about this, but, you know, I promise I didn't know about that, but I do a Dear Diary style Monday video where instead of, you know, looking in the camera and saying everything, uh, I literally film myself writing in my diary and then I do like a voiceover that's <laughs> this really weird voice that I don't know where it came from when I started doing it. But now the company, for the most part, like really like loves it and demands that it happens more. And so, you know, <laughs> and actually just like a week ago, I did another version Dear Diary, and someone in Slack afterwards was like, oh, you really need a quill. That would really help. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I opened the mail, and that person sent me an actual quill. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm getting props as gifts now, which is really nice. Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and, and you know, I think there's the, the celebritizing aspect of things, which is nice, but it's also humanizing. I think that um, mm-hmm. sometimes companies can kind of get caught up in sort of the being business-like. And uh, um, I just felt, felt like remote, a remote uh, team is sort of inherently losing uh, some of that humanity that, that it can become just the, the, um, the mediums, uh, the, the communication mediums are, are so technical sometimes that you end up needing to insert humanity back into those connections. Um, yeah, totally. And, and the nice <laughs> thing is when you're doing that, you can insert as much as you want, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, oftentimes you end up with more and in my mind, <laughs> you know, more humanity than you might um, sort of by default without thinking about mm-hmm. it at a at a company. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just it's just nice to see people's faces. You know, I think remote people often yeah. can just kind of hunker down in their office or wherever they work at home, and you don't really have to see anyone's face if you don't want to. And and we forget, I think, how important it is. Like we're very you know 
we're hum- we're social beings and it's it's important to just you know be reminded of that and see faces and know the people you work with yeah yeah I love it. Um, are there other ways that you're using video? You, you mentioned you, you know, there's some video conferencing that happens uh, sort of by default at the company, but there are other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that I, I really love um, was this idea I came up with one day when I was working from home on a Monday and I was doing the Monday video at home. Um, and I realized, you know, I was kind of deciding like where I should sit or where I should film it that, you know, I, I thought I will never see most of the people I work with. I will never see their houses. You know, we don't all live in Boston. We're not mm-hmm. going to like go over to each other's houses. I, I have no idea. Like, you know, I want to know what, you know, Mikael in Finland, I want to know what his house looks like. <sighs> and awesome. and so I remembered, and, you know, we're going back in time a little bit, um, a show on MTV called Cribs <laughs> where, you know, celebrities gave tours of their homes. And I was just engrossed with the show. I don't yep. know why. Maybe, you know, just you like to see how other people do things that you do. And, and MC it, Hammer had such a beautiful house for a while. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon. <laughs> Sorry. MC Hammer, okay. if you're listening, I, much love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but, you know, I just thought of that and I was like, this would be great. Like, what if everyone takes turns sort of just taking their iPhone or, you know, whatever phone and, and just films a little bit where they sit all day, where they work, anything about their life, you know, and then we share it. I think that would be amazing. And so I sort of, you know, put together this whole idea for it and, um, everyone was like, you know, I think some people were hesitant at first cause I said, you know, we do have a lot of introverts. So there was the worry that people would be kind of shy or maybe not do it. Um, but I, you know, I was like, no, I think people, I think people will get into this, especially if I ask some of the more outgoing people to go first uh-huh. as models. Um, so that was sort of my strategy is I, I asked a couple people who I knew would be, you know, total hams and like, love this. And I also made it clear that I would edit, you know, happily edit anybody's footage. Like if they didn't know how to do that part, you know, all they had to do was just the filming. But what happened was it turns out so many people on our team like love figuring things out and having fun with iMovie. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, a bunch of people have made home tours that I had didn't even have to touch, which I always find really exciting to see. Um, and so, yeah, we've, you know, I think we've had about 15 now and they're always, you know, a huge hit. Everyone gets really excited in Slack when there's a new one, you know, it's like a new episode of a show that you like, and it just builds, you know, that, that fun feeling of like, yeah, I really love Help Scout. Here's like a, a special thing we do. I love that. And especially, you know, people that work from home, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, that, well, they've got more, uh, oftentimes they've got more time to sort of think about their home. They need the, by definition, they need to set up their workspace. They need to kind of have a space to be during the totally. day, uh, mm-hmm. you know? And so the, I, I don't know. I think it's really interesting, especially because when you're, you know, video chatting with people, you see like one part of a wall in their house, right? <laughs> and it'd be nice to know, like, what's that connected to? What, what Exactly. What's there, you know? And especially when you have people in different countries and, and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm, I'm just, like, always fascinated by, like, you know, the power outlets and toilets in Europe. You know? like, how does that, mm-hmm. what is, how does that work? What is, how does that, you know? So, uh, it's, no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. 
It's a little yeah. It's I think what you said about the workspace is is definitely interesting, and that I you know didn't expect. But from seeing a lot of these home tours, is you, you're right. Like we have a bunch of folks who have like sort of their own private like work shed if they have a backyard. Oh, yeah. That I think is really cool, or just you know really well set up offices that are always seem very clean and organized, and you know it just neat to see that. I think it also can act as this. Um, one thing I talk about is that uh, at distributed companies, there's no uh, you kind of need to create the peripheral communication that would happen in an office environment. So in an office environment, you know, people would have their uh, desks and chairs set up in a certain way, and they'd have their computer monitor in a certain way, and they might have a you know plant in the and and you'd walk by and go like oh a plant i could get a plant mm-hmm. i could put a plant in my but mm-hmm. um but that stuff doesn't happen when we're all separate from each other and so it's really nice to kind of you know create these little videos where where it could inspire you like oh a standing desk that's what yeah. it, that's how mm-hmm. it would work you know um and things like that i think it's really mm-hmm. great uh, what's what's funny is that one of the people who went first, um, Shay, our engineer, sort of went through his, like, morning routine and, like, sort of spoofed how he makes coffee and, like, you know, went through this whole process of making coffee in this specific way. And I don't know if it's because he went first or actually just because everyone at Help Scout loves coffee. Uh-huh. But a bunch of the videos that followed, everyone kind of also was like, oh, and he, like, here's how I make my coffee. <laughs> and so for, so we, you know, and it, it was fun to see everyone's like, you know, oh, they're French press or like, oh, they have actually like a, an espresso machine or, you know, the AeroPress, like all these different ways just to do coffee that, I don't know, you, you don't see that stuff otherwise. Yeah. It was, it was funny. I love it. Um, Are there other ways? Talk to me sort of about building culture at at Help Scout. It sounds like, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff can come through these videos. But are are there other ways that culture is happening that you're excited about? um, Yes, definitely. I I love that, you know, we have clearly defined values at Help Scout. Mm -hmm. um, And they, they are helpfulness excellence and ownership and so you know from day one when they're in Boston with getting their onboarding you know we stress those values a lot and things link back to those values Um, especially and I think helpfulness just stands out to me always because you know I think if you ask anyone on the team for anything and it's unrelated to you know work or what they're working on question people just really do get back to you or are eager to help answer that and you know so I think that that kind of stuff really builds culture is like having people who want to participate in it and mm-hmm. and contribute certainly and I think that's also an important thing to look for when you're hiring is you want to see that someone cares about helpfulness and contributing to company culture because it doesn't happen you know in a vacuum it takes people um, so you know having the values set from the top down and, you know, having our co-founders, you know, embody them and live them and remind everyone about how important they are. It, it trickles down. And, and I think we all embrace that. And, and that certainly helps us, I think, maintain this company culture. What, um, what types of, uh, well, tools isn't doesn't even really encompass it because sometimes it's just sort of philosophies like create creating connectedness seems to be a theme on this podcast a lot like how how are people connecting uh at your at your company i mean are there mm-hmm. tools that you're using uh you know what 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 
is the glue that, that keeps people connected at Help Scout? Sure. Um, I mean, I think like most, you know, we rely heavily on Slack. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, Everyone's doing the majority of their talking there. Um, but I think also, you know, cr- providing channels that aren't about business is really important and like yeah. the things I'm thinking about a lot. And so, you know, we do have a channel called Cub Scouts uh, <laughs> where, you know, anyone who has a kid or, you know, even if you don't have a kid, but you want to see everyone's pictures of their kids, you can be in that channel. And then I added pet scouts. So, you know, <laughs> people with, with pets uh, can go there and it's, you know, a bunch of pet pictures, um, certainly. And then, you know, we also have like a, a, a channel for diversity where people are sharing their thoughts and articles and things we find there. Um, and then of course, you know, photo stream is really popular, just sort of general, like sharing photos. And so I think, you know, aside from the channels for work, folks are really participating in, in those channels to get connection and, mm-hmm. and see how people are living and what people are up to. But, you know, also we also use zoom um, for a lot of our, you know, video hangouts um and again um you know we've thought of i think it's just important to be intentional because like you said you can't like walk through the office and be like hey so and so like let's grab lunch or like what did you do last night so um i thought of different ways to kind of structure hanging out essentially one is called um our trip and you know of course i try to do is like a pun on help sketch we're running out of those but um so Troop Talks is once a month, and I usually try to think of, you know, an engaging question, um, and then everyone comes prepared, ready to, like, answer the question or sort of share a story related to the question, and it happens over Zoom at a set time. You know, I send out a calendar invite, and I'd say about, like, you know, 15 people, 20 people show up, and it's really fun in Zoom because you can kind of see the tiled faces, like the Brady Bunch yeah. intro, and, you know, it's good to see faces again, everyone says hi, and we sort of take turns going through answering whatever the question is. And, you know, I try to make them interesting, provocative, helpful, you know, it ranges. Um, like last month, I think it was, you know, what's, what, what apps have like really changed your life. And so everyone sort of shared different apps they use on their phone or on their computer. And then I made a list and then I shared that list with everybody after the fact. Um, and that was like really interesting. Cause you know, there's a lot of our engineers know all these things and I'm just like, what? I didn't even think that was a thing. Um, so, you know, so the troop tax is monthly for like group hanging out. And then we also do something called Fika. And Fika is a Swedish word for, you know, taking a break, usually with coffee and like a, a like a cinnamon bun. <laughs> um, and so that is, you know, I used to do it all manually and like pair everyone up with one person. And then, you know, you were supposed to, um, you know, initiate like a 15 minute video chat with that person at some point in the week. Um, but we found that, you know, over time, obviously, as we got bigger and busier, it was harder to do that. So now it's also, you know, just once a month. Um, and we have a Fika channel. And so now actually someone created a, a bot called Donut that uh, pay, as long as you're in the Fika channel, it will automatically pair you with someone and then it starts a new uh like slack direct message between you two and asks you to set up a time and and then it checks in within two weeks to see if you've done it so you know i've automated myself out of that job which i am fine with but it's great and so you know and then after people do their fika they usually come to the channel and share what they talked about or what they learned and sometimes if people happen to be in the same city they meet up in person and do a, a a fika in person and then they share that photo and those are always really great so i think it's just being more 
intentional about how those, you know, organic conversations happen and having that structure in place for them to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That organic communication is important too. And is something that can get lost. Um, a lot of that organic communication leads to serendipity. Um, mm-hmm. we, I think it was the first yonder conference. We had someone from Upworthy there and they were talking about these serendipity calls that they had set up where they would sort of, randomly pick, you know, a few people to be together, um, and, uh, and just have a call together and, and Lullabot has started doing that as well. Um, and, uh, it's really neat just to kind of check in and kind of get to know people, you know, and, 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 and serendipity happens oftentimes mm-hmm. those things, you know, uh, where it's like, Oh, what's going on with you? Oh, I was thinking about this thing. Oh, I, I have a thought about, you know, I could help you with that or, or something that might not happen. That organic kind of communication sort of leads to, leads to growth. Oh, it's a nice metaphor. Mm-hmm. Organic growth. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I sprouting mm-hmm. ideas. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, leave it to me to take a metaphor too far. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stop, stop there, but I have sprouting trees and all sorts of things mm-hmm. in my head now. Um, Cool. Uh, man, yeah. Neat, neat stuff. I love the way that you're you're thinking about all of all of this stuff. Um I think that um different companies can sort of sprout ugh, I'm still doing it, culture <laughs> in different in different <laughs> it's, ways. And and it's spring springtime is in I New know, England. It's such a verdant <laughs> time of the year. We're very excited in New England when things mm-hmm. start turning green. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, um but you know, culture can sort of happen differently in, in companies and I think that it's a thing that oftentimes uh, people take for granted that, you know, work is work, uh, and, and why should it be interesting or fun or engaging or, or whatever. And so it's really great to see you thinking about this, mm-hmm. um, this so much. Yeah. My, my parents still don't totally understand what I do. And then also <laughs> when they see the stuff I'm doing, like, don't understand that that's work, <laughs> like <laughs> that I actually can get paid to do these things. And they're constantly just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, things I guess have changed. It's true. Yeah, and well, you know, and, and I think it's still, you know, in kind of this old way of looking at work, it can be, it could, it could look frivolous, but I think it's more about engagement, which ultimately leads to productivity, right? It's exactly people mm-hmm. want to work, they want to pay attention, they want to know what's going on with the company when it's when it's mm-hmm. interesting and and fun and stuff like that. And and we, you know, spend more time at work and with people we work with probably than any other people in our lives, you know. And so it's important to make that fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, you know, makes it easier to hire more talented people and give them a better work mm-hmm. environment and they'll stick around and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you think about the the company being remote first uh um makes things harder what's what what's the harder part of of your job and the and being a company um that that comes out of being distributed hmm you know i think a little bit you know like we sort of talked about the 
spontaneity that can happen in an office or, you know, when everyone's there and it's like, oh, let's go out after work or let's, you know, have a potluck at someone's house. Mm. You know, those things that can just happen in person. Um, Certainly, we don't get to do in the same way. But honestly, when I've, you know, I've thought about like, are there any cons to what we're doing? (laughs) But I think everything that is a con has sort of a fix or, or like a flip side to it. And at the same time, you know, I think because we don't have an office, like where everyone is, you know, when we do see each other at retreats, it feels so special. You know, it's like, oh, I actually haven't seen your face in maybe six months. This is really a great, great time now and special to see you. And you don't take it for granted as much. Also, you know, that, yes, we don't maybe have as much spontaneity, but there's ways to do it. You know, we've sometimes yeah. have su- surprise day offs where, you know, I'll make a little video announcement and tell everyone that, you know, this Friday, go, you know, you have the afternoon off, go to the movies on Help Scout. And everyone gets excited about that kind of stuff, you know, so there's always ways to do it. I think you just, again, have to be more intentional and more thoughtful about how you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And what's easier? What's what's better about it? I mean, maybe that's the whole podcast was about that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, are there specific things that, that you're, you think are, are easier um, because the company does, does not have an office-based culture? Hmm. Um. I think maybe it's necessarily easier. It's just different. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like a different way of, of thinking and operating. And, and, and if, and I think what's easier is I think it's easier to give people a better work life balance. You know, you can really promise that it's not just like, you know, if everyone's showing up in the office, you know, people can stay in an office. I mean, also, you know, people can work at home late and do work probably more often, but you know, I think you can really promise and say that you, respect work-life balance when you are a fully, you know, a remote company. Well, and yeah, and it's, it's a more holistic view, uh, to some extent when you're interacting with people, um, Mm -hmm. at home or kind of wherever they are, uh, it's a more abstract thing. I think in a, in a, in a, um, brick and mortar company, you sort of feel like I'm responsible for these people while they're here, but then when they're not here, I don't know where they are and I don't care. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, kind of by definition, it's, it's a little bit more myopic, right? It's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. you don't have such a, such a wider view of, of kind of what people's balances. And the other thing that happens, I think a lot with a brick and mortar company is you think like uh, they're here for eight hours. They've, they have worked for eight hours, but it hasn't been that because, they had to get up at six thirty in the morning and get all, you know, mm-hmm. dressed and done up and 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 then do the commute, which could take half an hour or an hour or whatever. And they have to do the same thing on the other end. I mean, the work day ends up just being a lot wider, I think, than people, people yes. realize. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. 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 I w- I wanted to say I I really one of the things about the the video stuff that you're doing that's really interesting uh, is. Um, I really like the 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 time shifting nature of it that mm. uh you know video conferencing is really good um at Lullabot we've been uh big purveyors of of just you know audio conferences uh team calls uh and kind of having everybody interact in in that way um but the really nice thing about the videos is that they're uh 
at least the ones that I've seen you do are very expressive and, and fun and exciting. <laughs> and, uh, um, but, but also, you know, you can, you can watch them whenever. Um, and exactly. Yeah. And so it doesn't, it, it becomes a, when you start hiring people in like Australia, for example, like it's really hard to schedule a call mm-hmm. with them. Um, but a video they could watch. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that we, we call that on on our end. We talk about how we are asynchronous. So you know, I think a lot of people who yeah. work remotely probably talk about being asynchronous. But you know, you have to really you can't just say it and then not do it. Yeah. So, um, like you said, we do have people in Australia, so you can't expect that they're going to come to the you know quarterly all hands meeting at 11 a.m. Eastern. So that's also why, you know, we record everything too. Like mm-hmm. all the team meetings that happen are recorded so that folks can watch them whenever they want. Um, and like, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Like the Monday video is morning for some people and a totally different time of day for someone else. Um, and, I, and I love that. It's, you know, it's, it's great to have that perspective too when you're doing these things that, you know, not everyone is sitting on the East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I um I th- yeah, this it's really interesting because um that's been a thing that's been a little bit of a hurdle for me is is uh creating culture in an asynchronous environment. Uh that that that's a more of a challenge, you know, for me mm-hmm. I I you know, like to talk to people and interact with them. It's you know, feels more engaging and spontaneous and all that stuff that's sort of the culture of culture, right? And mm-hmm. uh um and so to be able to time shift that is a is a real accomplishment. Um uh and and to be able to work with all that Australian talent. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of talented people over there. It's just harder to schedule meetings with them. This has yeah. been a, this has been a big focus at at uh at Help Scout is so, so is is a a ooh I'm gonna I don't know if this is the word is asynchronicity nicity yeah asynchronicity a uh uh that's a like an, a, a pillar of the company. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, certain teams tried to do this, you know, their own team sort of stand up call and then shifted away to sort of giving updates in Slack, you know, so that you could do it at the time that makes sense for you. Um, so yeah, definitely there is that culture of async- asynchronicity. <laughs> and and I think we, you know, for new folks that we, we tell all the time that like, just because you Slack, ping someone in Slack, you can't necessarily expect an answer right away. Right. And I think people get, get used to, you know, knowing, you know, certainly there are some people uh, who are good at getting back right away, but there isn't the expectation that you have to. And I think that's also which important. Is all, and it, which is also a cultural thing, right? You know, it's, yep. it, it, what, what mm-hmm. are those expectations around uh, real-time communication or, you know, immediate responses on things? Yeah. Definitely. Well, this is a great conversation. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, it was great to meet you, Leah. And uh, maybe we'll have you on. We'll have a culture roundtable or something like that in the mm-hmm. future. And we'll have you on about that. That's. Uh, I would love that. Yeah. Well, all right. Take care. You too.